Welcome back to Springs of Life Camp, and thank you for joining us from Hotel Hill in Patrick Springs, Virginia. In today's episode, we are joined by Amber Hutchins for our last session in our six-part series from the Armors Ladies Conference. In her own community, Amber connects with families through leading praise and worship music and youth ministries to help them find their true identity, children of the Most High King. Listen in as Amber shares a part of her own story in armoring up in righteousness to guard against the world's weapons. So I would like to tell you a little bit more about myself. Um, I was saved in the summer of 1999 at church camp. I went to church my um, nanny's church. My cousin and I both went. Uh, um, I got saved, I saved later. Um, going through my life, I thought my path was going to be it was not. It was not for me. Not at all. But in that, in school and things like that, I found out that um, I loved working with kids and I And so I started working at Community Baptist School for a while. And then um, I left that because of COVID. You know, that kind of hurt that a little bit. And now I'm staying at home with the kids and pursuing full-time ministry. And that's really where my heart is. So when Amanda asked me to speak, um, I was honored, um, a little taken aback, because like you said, I was one of those people that was like, and so when she asked me, I was, (laughs) but God kind of gave me righteousness. He put it on my heart right away. Um, Like I typically do sometimes, I'll try to fight it. But everything that I looked at, every devotion that I pursued or every time I opened my Bible to read, something pointed to righteousness. So I got a little bit curious and I started looking in. Right, so what is righteousness? And um, what do I think of righteousness? People think of righteousness. So I started with my kids. <laughs> I, um, I first asked my 14-year-old, Cindy, I have two girls, um, and my 14-year-old, Cindy, I asked her, what is righteousness? Can you tell me what it is in your own words? And she's being true to God and faithful. I was pretty proud of that. (laughs) That's great. That's wonderful. That's exactly what it is, right? And so then I moved on a little bit. What, how do people that are righteous act? And she said, well, I don't know. Maybe they are good. Maybe they are always doing the right thing. That's a great answer, Cindy. So then I moved on to my 11-year-old. And I, Catherine said, Catherine, can you tell me what righteousness is in your own words? And she said, it's being good and having bragging rights. Having bragging rights. Are you sure? (laughs) So I questioned her. Bragging rights? What do you mean by bragging? And she said, you know, like when you do something good at school and you're sure everybody about it, or if you make a good grade and your teacher tells everybody. Okay, I'm still I'm still a little confused, Catherine. Are you that's righteousness or her? She was like, yeah. And she went on about her way. 
Well, I got to really talk how my child has such a worldly view of righteousness. I'm wrong. Like, the, whoa. She thinks that it's bragging rights, but it really is the world's view of it. The world's view of righteous is, is us judging them. However, what is their view of righteousness for themselves? So I pulled out the good old Webster's Dictionary. I was looking for the definition of the word righteous. And the definition of the word righteous in the Webster's Dictionary is quality of being morally correct or justifiable. Morally correct, yeah, justifiable. I was a little thrown off by that. The word is righteousness as justifiable in their own minds. So thing that they do, they can justify and consider it righteous. I was really confused because for me, even if it's justifiable, if it's wrong, it's wrong. The morally correct is we stand in a biblical manner. We stand with our morals and with what God says. But the world sees righteousness as something they just justify. It's just whatever they can justify. As long as it's righteous. So that gave us a really good look at the worldview of righteousness for themselves. And Catherine gave us a pretty look of how the world sees righteousness as it pertains to Christians. Because they look at us as people that have bragging rights. We condemn them for the things that they do wrong. But what they do is justified in their own way. So the world looks at the as righteousness as a weapon but the lord tells us to put on a breastplate of righteousness a breastplate not really be used as a weapon unless you take it off and throw it at them so how how did the world get such a skewed view of a breastplate around how we carry ourselves so Sometimes we do tend to portray our righteousness in a weapon. And the world sees that as our weapon, is we are portraying ourselves in judgment of them. And that's where that kind of comes from. But after I looked into what is the world's view, of course I wanted to know what is God's view. And what does the Bible say is righteousness? So I started with Psalms 1, and I'm going to go. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of thee, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scorn, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its own season, 
whose leaf all shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Godly are not so, but are like the chafe which is which drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, but in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, the way of the ungodly shall perish. So the last two lines of that is a comparison. That's, that's really where it's at. The Lord says, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, the ungodly shall perish. So he knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly perish. So there's a comparison there between righteous and ungodly. This picture shows us that they're opposites. So with that, godliness is next to righteousness. They go hand in hand. And I wanted to know, then how do I pursue godliness? If godliness is hand in hand with righteousness, then how that as a Christian? So that took me to Second Peter chapter 1. And I'm going to read verses 5 through 8. But also this very reason, giving all diligence, add your faith to virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound you, you will neither you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So in that it says that we should have the knowledge as well as godliness, brother and brotherly kindness. I found it Producing that brotherly kindness, brotherliness, and love were right after godliness. That is, is right. He's love. He's kind. That is how we do him in being kind and being loving and caring for other people. So that kind of goes hand in hand with righteousness as well. But I want to circle a bit to, like I was talking about, the breastplate of righteousness versus the weapons the world sees us throwing at them. So our breastplate of righteousness is made to be a guard, a guard of our heart, a guard of our against the ungodly, the against the world. We need to guard ourselves and our righteousness from around us. And I think that that is why this piece of our armor is the breastplate. 
that is one of the most important pieces. It guards your vital organs in combat or in war, whatever you're a shield for. It's guarding and protecting those vital organs. And that is what we need to do in our lives. Protect our vital pieces, our our hearts. Everything our that is around us can and if we have that breastplate of righteousness, we can guard from so the world sees loud judgment and bragging rights, of course. The Bible shows us in loving others and quiet humility and peace. I want to challenge you guys and myself too to wear your breastplate in love and kindness and show the world that we're using it as a guard and not as a weapon. Now, if you guys have any questions, I'll take them. Um, I, I absolutely love, Amber, that, um, that you've uh, spoken to guarding your heart. Um, and just as, you know, we were talking earlier about guarding your mind. And, and what's so cool about that is, is these specific examples in Second Peter, um, God's given us to, uh, to be able to know how to keep that breastplate of righteousness just fit on perfectly for us so that so that we can guard that part of of us once we allow the the bible also says that the heart is just it's it's so easily swayed it's so easily changed into something wicked and deceitful and and the thing is it's naturally that way we have to guard ourselves we have to to speak that truth into our lives um, of how god wants us to be godly how he wants us to be righteous so that um, so that we're able to um, to build that up and to and to stand firm in our armor to do what the armor is supposed to be used for. We're given the armor to stand up against the things that Satan's going to throw at us. We're we're given the armor, the blessed breastplate of righteousness to to protect us in in those times that that we're waging war. Uh, and 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 again, the Bible speaks to that. We're constantly in a battle. We're constantly waging war against the spiritual things, and and that armor there in itself is going to give us the ability to stand up against it. That's wonderful. Um, do we have any questions tonight um, regarding the the breastplate of righteousness? Any comments? Anything that anybody would like to say about that? Great comparison and relevant to current events. Oh yes, great comparison. Thank you. Yes, relevant Thank to current you. events. Absolutely, <laughs> Michelle. I agree. <laughs> right. If nobody has anything else, Amber, would you like to go ahead and close us out in prayer? Absolutely. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for all of these ladies that are involved in this conference and all of the ones that have logged on. I pray that you would help us all to um, guard our hearts and our minds and go forward in our lives and pursuing these things that you have given us through this conference. Lord, I pray that you would give us opportunities 
put these things into action, Lord, and that you would put into our things that we have learned this weekend. Thank you for Springs of Life and the opportunity a part of this conference. And I pray, Lord, that we would all go forward this wonderful, clear minds and ready to serve you. My pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us from Hotel Hill in Patrick Springs, Virginia. You can learn more about Amber and other ministry partners at Alumni Central on springsoflifecamp.org. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to our pages to stay in the know from camp. Springs of Life Camp's outreach ministries is made possible by monthly donations and from your purchase of Springs of Life Camp's Creekside Coffee. Available online and from a Creekside Coffee cup bearer near you. For general questions or comments and interest or suggestions for webcast interviews, please contact us at outreach at springsoflifecamp.org.